Statements made in CBD and poetry podcasts have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Non-prescription CBD is not intended to treat, diagnose, cure, or prevent any disease or medical conditions. The CBD and poetry discussion is not intended as medical advice and should not substitute advice from a healthcare professional. Just like in the words of Mr. Pastian, like, you know, Capoeira is for everyone, but not everyone is for capoeira. But I know I've always been attached to uh, to the cannabis plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I knew about it since, you know, back college days. But now, uh, I think in the last recent couple of years is when I've noticed it being separated from it for medical purposes. So I guess... Uh, so you started off, I mean, that was a really smooth answer, but you started off recreationally. Uh, you can say that, correct. <laughs> <laughs> I plead the fifth. Okay. I'm not trying to get you in trouble. I'm, not, I'm just asking primarily about CBD use. But mm-hmm. because I call you my cousin, I mean, mm-hmm. we have the same surname and... We haven't exactly identified that we. It's are there blood. though. Really? It's I there, know. Though. I think so. Because... I think we do twenty three and me or something. Me like pull it out. Right, but then the government will have my DNA, and I don't. I, I want to delay that oh, as yeah, far right. as possible. Yeah, I think they have mine already. They they do a little. I've been arrested. Entertain. <laughs> <laughs> they do a little entertaining. Oh, find your genetics. You know your 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 tree, and then it's like, yeah, now you have my DNA on file. Okay, anyway. All right, get back to it. Because I do know you, the audience doesn't know you. All right. And for those who are listening, yes, his name is Felipe, but I call him Negro. That's his nickname. That's been my nickname since forever. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm Puerto Rican, so that is, uh, we use terms of endearments that have to do with uh, how people look, react, so on and so forth, and they're not derogatory at all. Fantastic. But because I know you, mm-hmm. I do know that you have been athletic all of your life. Uh, yeah, since be- I was like six, I guess. Okay, okay. Which sports? Track and field. Okay. The track and field from six till about 10 years old. I was in a league in Puerto Rico called, in a youth league, youth league called AHI. Uh, mm-hmm. I forgot what the acronym actually stands for right now. Uh, then, then I started baseball. I played college baseball till, well, I played baseball as a youth kid and then I played college baseball in double A mm-hmm. I stopped playing in 2004, I think is the last time I played baseball. Mm-hmm. And then I started Capoeira. Okay. So in 2004, you started Capoeira. Four, 2005. I went, oh. I went, yeah, I went a year without doing any actual form of a, organized sports i was just training for triathlons thinking that i you know i wanted to be involved in something mm-hmm. uh not that great of a swimmer can't float <laughs> it's just yeah well you have to have body down. fat it's, it's there yeah i go straight down so yeah triathlons was weren't working like i was running fine the bike was fine i was not having a fun time swimming and then one day a friend of mine was like hey i'm gonna do this capoeira class like you mean that banana waste stuff? Like that's not how it says. Like okay, sure, I'll go try it. <laughs> and then I tried it. And here we are, fifteen years later. Where were you living when you first tried Capoeira? Corpus Christi. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in Corpus. I was. I had finished my second year of playing double A baseball. 
I knew I didn't want to live in Puerto Rico. I wasn't sure where I wanted to live, and I still have friends in uh, in Corpus. So I actually stayed there for a semester without going. <laughs> One of my really good friends had a dorm room, but he was living in his girlfriend's house uh-huh. outside of campus. So I basically lived in campus without going to school for a semester. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't a student there. Oh, yeah. I was not. The last semester I was there. That was Ron's house there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've yeah. never heard that story before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. College is wild. So that happened. So I, yeah, I stayed in campus for people to be like, yeah, I haven't seen you in class. Like, you're not going to see me in class. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to the gym. That's about it. And then what brought you to Austin? Capoeira, actually. The the student that started it over there, I don't think you ever met her, Adriana. Uh, she trained here, and she went to Corpus to do marine biology because the program over there is awesome. Mm-hmm. And she asked Mr. Rodrigo, hey, can I start a little chapter of uh, of the group in, in Corpus uh, just to keep it going? And she did. And I took that first class, and we would come back and forth from Corpus to, uh, to Austin to train with a big group. And get, you know, movement sequences classes and go back and pass them down to uh, to everyone else there. But then she got injured mm-hmm. uh, and couldn't really teach anymore. And somehow I started doing the class until I was like, ah, I'm going to move to Austin, guys. So ended up moving to Austin that fall, fall of 05, after being pretty much here all that summer. Okay. And for people who don't understand... Or have never heard of capoeira before. Can you <laughs> briefly explain that? Because I think most people will know what baseball is. But it's I like know. he quit baseball to do what? Uh, some people call it dance fighting, uh, but that's completely uh, <laughs> killing a whole lot of the essence of what it is. It's an Afro-Brazilian martial art that got its origins basically in colonial times in Brazil. Now, to say that it's completely, completely from Brazil also does discredit to its origins because, you know, colonial times involved a lot of African slaves coming from, you know, Africa, which is a huge continent, not just a country. And they spoke a bunch of different dialects and had different ways of defending themselves. However, when they got together and they saw themselves in prison and enslaved uh, and not being able to communicate in the same language yet, they found a common bond by being able to pass different forms of self-defense or tradition that then became, uh, I guess, the root platform for capoeira. Not just the music part, but the way in which they moved, because a lot of the movements can be attributed to this part of Africa or this other part or this region over here, so on and so forth. So uh, to say that capoeira is just Brazilian or just African is not. That's why I said it's Afro-Brazilian in essence. Okay. And what did you find in Capoeira that you didn't find in baseball? Uh, An ultimate way of self-expression. I stopped baseball because I felt unfulfilled as an athlete. Like I was that guy in in practice that was diving headfirst and like in practice going balls out. Like it was, you know, the game. And one day I just didn't feel like doing it anymore. I felt like I needed to do more. Mm -hmm. And that's why I tried triathlons. Wasn't enough. Started a capoeira class and I was like, oh, I guess uh, I guess this is my group now. So if I knew of something cooler, I'd be doing it. <laughs> That's interesting. You could you say that because around the forty three or so, I felt like I aged out oh, really? of, of capoeira. And now you're not anywhere. You're 
I am definitely seven. What are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> 37. Don't you know what? I'm gonna stick to the subject here. Right. <laughs> You're still not at the age where I quit. So, or actually, well, you I haven't didn't. quit. You're still training. What are you talking about? Right, right, <laughs> right, right. You but, stopped getting cordas, I guess, right? That's what right, you said. Right, right. So explain what cordas are. Uh, cordas means cords, but it's what we call our belts. Uh, some people call them cord downs also. It's just basically your advancement uh, in the martial art. Some groups do it to where it's once a year, twice a year, uh, once every other year. And then depending on what level you're advancing to and how long you've been in the art and what responsibilities each uh, belt or corda has, then you might sit on one for, you know, exponential amount of years like for example the one that i'm on now i received in 2014 mm -hmm. that's the last time i got a corda and i'm set to move up this year but we'll see what happens and what what's <laughs> a certain skill set you have to have or well yeah different groups like have a What's the word that I'm looking for? I'm thinking about it in, in Spanish and I can't say it in English. Uh, different criteria to get to a certain level. Like, you know, just like if you're in school, like you cannot advance to this grade if you can't do, you know, multiplication or addition, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So uh, in our group, at least, and we'll, you know, we'll start at the highest level. Uh, the highest level is mestre. And in order to be a mestre in a Bodosai, you got to be 40 years of age have had 20 years of capoeira, bring someone from zero to profesor, which is the level that I'm going to get next, uh, have your own group, have traveled to Brazil, uh, know the language, culture, and be able to play all the instruments. That's to get to achieve the last, latest, latest level. And then before that, we have three levels of contramestres, which I'm still not there, and then profesor, which is the one that I'm about to achieve. You got to have you know, your own group, at least for a year, mm -hmm. you know, the culture, know the language, be able to be proficient at disseminating the knowledge, not just being able to you interpret the movements, but also be able to pass them on to other people. So that's why part of the aspect of having a group for about a year is important to move on to that uh, language, instruments and culture. Okay. So, mm -hmm. And now you see why I stopped getting orders. <laughs> when I... I don't know what I mean. Like you, could, you stopped at a good one normally. And this is something that I find across the board. Like when people really enjoy the, the camaraderie, because Capoeira has so many things. When they enjoy the camaraderie, the aspect, then they don't really want their responsibility. Usually yellow or, or blue yellow is when they tend to go like, I'm happy here and I'm going to enjoy this. And yeah, much, much respect. You know? But I want to be able to... Uh, Capoeira has done so much for me that I would feel hypocritical if I don't try to do as much as I can for it. So. Right. I look at people like you and I think, well, you you guys are Olympiads, whereas <laughs> I'm an enthusiast. Okay. I'm an enthusiast. <laughs> you know, I'm a supporter. Um, I'm an enthusiast. I have positive vibes for Capoeira. For days. But it's not my passion mm -hmm compared to the Olympiads. When I see you and other people in Capoeira Evolução, it's just like, wow. And it's really beautiful to watch you guys flow. But at the same time, I don't even like sparring, <laughs> which yeah, I remember. you can't be serious. I want to do the kicks, but I don't want to kick pads. <laughs> so, okay, okay, we'll, 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 we'll see. We'll work with that. But I love the conditioning. Mm -hmm. 
The first time I ever did capoeira, I was teaching in Mexico, Monterrey, oh, Mexico. You told me. Yeah. And I was actually supposed to go to a Zumba class. And Aren't I was, you glad you didn't take the Zumba <laughs> class? <laughs> and I looked, and there was just this cheap canvas banner hanging off a balcony. Of Probably a, handwritten. Like <laughs> no, it was printed. Right. Come on. And I said, oh, I'd rather try that instead. And so I went up, and it was just fortunate. Well, in Monterrey, I think, at least when I lived there, every fourth person could speak English. Mm-hmm. Or at least well enough because my Spanish to get by, right? My Spanish has never been fluent, and living in the states, I but know you understand it pretty well, right? But not really to speak it. Okay. I mean, I've always taught in English when I was outside the states. So if I had to teach in Spanish, then it probably my my language would have been like would have been up. better, right? But that is what really got me excited because I just went, tried the class at 33. I was the oldest person there. Mm-hmm. And then I went home. I felt really self-conscious and uncoordinated, but I went home and just had the best sleep ever. Right. But I was teaching middle school math. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Middle schoolers are hormonal and they're funny. They, you know, it takes a lot of energy. And I thought, wow, I will do this twice a week if I can just sleep. So I never really bought into that. Yeah, I'm going to be, you know, this Capoeira Olympiad like you guys (laughs) are in advanced belts. I purely wanted it. And I did enjoy learning about the culture. I did enjoy the community, even doing yoga now. I enjoy the yeah. community. So yeah, there's so many aspects of it that you can and people mm-hmm. can gravitate towards. Depending, I mean, it doesn't really. You don't have to maximize in each. You gotta make it be your own. Of Mr. Pastian, like you know, capoeira is for everyone, but not everyone is for capoeira. Mm-hmm. So just like now that we're facing this, uh, you know, social distancing, so on and so forth. There's still aspects that we can, you know. Learn the language, learn the culture, play an instrument, even though that you can't have, you know, a regular hall that with 10, 20, 30 people, mm-hmm. but you can dive into other things that will actually help the practice more. Exactly. I, I totally agree. Yeah, like when I got into Portuguese and like really deep into Portuguese and reading and understanding the music, I was like, oh, this is what they've been saying all this time. And yet you learn to appreciate it a whole lot more. But you're also fluent in Portuguese. I am now. Like when I started Capoeira, I wasn't. I was. Mm-hmm. I spoke a lot of Portuñol. That's <laughs> 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 what they, what the Brazilians would call my my Portuguese. Se fala Portuñol, cara. I was like, what? Like, yeah, you're, sp- you're speaking Spanish and Port- in Portuguese at the same time. I was like, all right, sure, whatever. You know, that was another thing that somewhat stressed me out was thinking like I learned the names of the movements in Portuguese that's fine I could pretend that I was singing in Portuguese mm-hmm. you know but when it came to oh it's your turn to lead a song it's like I don't know any song I may pass it on to like, the next one but you've been singing these songs it's like I've been faking it mimicking the whole thing watermelon watermelon <laughs> so that was another reason it's like I don't need to advance another chord I'm not advancing in anything else it's purely I'm an enthusiast I, I love and I find because I have trained other martial arts before but the music is really enticing yes. you get into wow. that it's, uh, it's very very trancic if there's if the music is right it's not right then I don't feel like playing there's been holders that music is so on and so forth and we'll just 
you know, mm-hmm. being the like stop is like we gotta get this music right if we're gonna do this, guys. But the distinctive sound of capoeira is the berimbau, mm-hmm. and you make berimbau. I do make berimbaus here and there, quite a, quite a bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have about I have a couple at the house that are waiting to dry. I think I have about 15 that are waiting to dry and 15 that are dried. About five that I got to ship out. Should have been shipped out already, but when I go to the post office, it's either close or there's a line of people, so I've been staying away from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been making them for about 10 or 12 years or so. Okay. Mm-hmm. So almost about as long as you've been mm-hmm. practicing. Yes, I, I learned quickly after I started practicing, but didn't really start making them uh, till a couple years later, and didn't really start selling them until, when was the year that I started selling? I think it was 2012 or 2013 that I started selling Bidding Bows. Just before that, I would just make them for myself or for our students or for people in the group, just so we could have a, a plethora of them, you know, in case they break or whatever. Uh, but once I... Started traveling more with Capoeira and Saint Bridget Muscles. Like, oh, maybe I should sell them. So that's that's yeah. Twenty thirteen, I think, is when it was. Okay. Now I want to circle back with mm-hmm. when you tried CBD. I know as a youth it mm-hmm. was oh recreational, but you have been an athlete all of your life. Pretty much. And because I have trained Capoeira, not at the level you have, <laughs> but even I injured myself mm-hmm. in Capoeira. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, injuries are part of life. You can walk down the curve and there goes your heel. <laughs> there goes your ankles. Like, oh, no. Right, but is that what got you eventually to try CBD? Oh, now? as now. a yeah. Cor- yeah, correct. Because uh, after... Because <laughs> you've been knocked out. I mean, I, d- I didn't want to be all rude, but... No, but there's been, like, I've, I've had broken ribs. I've had split eyes. Uh lost the ligament but that was during baseball so it, yeah i mean injuries are a part of life and even more so when you know you're a person that you're you use your body to to do your passions mm-hmm. uh then for me like when i actually discovered cbd as a form of pain relief aside from recreational it was deep into my capoeira years and i was recently that uh that the ointment started coming along that's uh yeah that's when it came back up using using topical mm-hmm. And then at first I was somewhat skeptical. I was like, how is this, this going to work? Uh, but what I noticed for me was that it would turn pain into mild discomfort. And then discomfort would just disappear. I wouldn't say that I was like, oh, my God, I'm dying. And I would put it on and I would immediately feel better. You know, if we had one, one of those cures, then, you know, it'd be phenomenal. But it actually did allow for... Like, for example, if I would wake up and my knee wasn't feeling great, I'd be like, I don't know how I'm going to do these classes today. But then I would do an application. And as the day went by, I'd be like, oh, I actually, like, they would turn pain into discomfort into something that I could actually work through as opposed to nurse. And if it was just something that was, like, discomfort me a little bit, it would just completely make it disappear. And then I got into the habit of just making it so it was every other day. That way it wouldn't, the pain wouldn't build up. At least when I was nursing the the knee injury that I was recovering from, which is great, by the way, now. Fantastic. 
Now, you're, because I still take your class, but uh-huh. it's not a full-fledged Capoeira class. It's conditioning, which I love. I absolutely love your conditioning class. <laughs> and so one of the things, even when I took your full-fledged Capoeira class years ago, so, yeah. right, I thought, <laughs> oh, goodness gracious, neg- Negro's like warm-ups alone like i could just pack yeah. up my bags and leave I after would hear that, that too. but it's like oh that was just a warm-up i'm in trouble now because you know you know we have people it. stop going because of that <laughs> <laughs> they would call alex be like who's teaching okay i'm not going today but what i notice uh-huh. is you incorporate a lot of exercise or stretching that i would do in a yoga class mm-hmm. So are you also a yoga instructor? Because you have more training than just Capoeira. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, so I've been a certified personal trainer. Uh, Besides being a long life athlete, I spend a whole lot of time in the training room when I used to, uh, when I was a D1 baseball player Mm -hmm. in college. And even though I don't have a PT degree, I pretty much could fix a whole lot of problems that come with the body as far as like you know dislocations like i put my friend's arm like arms back or shoulders mm-hmm. back when they dislocate so the same with knees physical therapy yeah physical therapy so i don't have a mm-hmm. physical therapy degree but i was i spend countless amount of hours uh in in corpus christi's like a uh, training room there because it was it was really close to my dorm and after practice or before practice in between classes, there was two semesters that I had a lot of free time. I don't even remember why. So I was just like, I'm going to go. Because you weren't going to class. <laughs> I was going to class. No, I went to my class and I did my baseball, but I was I had a lot of free time. So I was like, I'm going to go learn some stuff. So I would either go get some massages over there, some sports massages for free because, you know, they were learning. Or I would just sit and watch them do things and sit with them in class. So I basically got a, like a PT <laughs> certification or, you know bachelor's without getting one because mine is mine is actually psychology so but one with that said i try to incorporate in my classes things that are very practical not just necessarily for capoeira but for life in general because i know that not all my students want to be you know a mestre so on and so forth some people just want to be able to go to sleep better or not take the medication that they were taking before or be able to, I had a, <laughs> I had a student one time that told me, now I'm able to hover over the toilets and not sit on them because you got my legs so strong. So I want to try to be able to make people's lives easier. So when I work out and when I stretch and when I plan my workouts, I make it, yes, capoeira is in mine, but I also want practical mobility for everyone so that when they leave, they actually feel stronger or more flexible uh, than they did before they walked in and also challenged. Well, thank you so much for talking with me, Felipe. (laughs) AKA Negro, lifelong athlete from baseball to capoeira, ultimate way of self-expression. Every injury has a story in three different languages, flowing musically, physically, passionate personal trainer, bringing practical mobility to all students.